My name is August McLaughlin, and I've been contemplating girl boners for years. It's time for Girl Boner Radio with August McLaughlin, a spicy blend of personal stories, in-depth reporting, and inspiration. Girl Boner is where good girls go for sexual empowerment. Listen in as August McLaughlin, award-winning health and sexuality writer, explores female sexual pleasure like no one else. She's the big sister slash girlfriend you've always wanted, and she loves to talk sex. Only on Global Voice Broadcasting. A female chimp in a fit of passion has the strength of six men. I'm just saying... A female sex drive is powerful, in humans too, assuming we're healthy and don't stand in the way of it. Welcome back to Girl Boner Radio, where good girls go for sexual empowerment. I'm your host, August McLaughlin, and today we're going to talk about what makes women want to be animals in bed. That is, after all, our nature. Before we dive into the actual turn-ons, I wanted to debunk some common myths about female sexual arousal. Uh, There are many, but these are five of the big ones. Myth number one, women peak in their 30s. I'm guessing you've heard that. This idea comes from one study that was published in the early 1950s, which is long before we learned much about female sexuality. Um, In it, researcher Alfred Kinsey found that the female participants in their 30s experienced more orgasms than women in other age groups. It just goes to show how much something can be kind of misinterpreted and kind of blown out of proportion, how popular this myth is. We now know that women's orgasms tend to increase in strength and frequency as we age. See that? There is serious beauty in aging. For many women, our 20s are really stressful, insecure times, right? So if we were more confident and taught to embrace our sexuality early on, I'm really sure that we'd be up there with men as far as horniness, don't you think? Some women actually are quite, you know, aroused and have a very high sex drive in their 20s. I've heard from a bunch of you, and there is absolutely nothing wrong with that. I hope you can all embrace it, and whatever your sex drive is, it's important to just kind of embrace it. Myth number two. Guys think about sex every seven seconds. Oh my gosh, this one drove me crazy when I first learned it. I was, you know, back in in adolescence and it, it was presented to me as very factual. It's a super common belief. And guess what? There was never a study to back this up. It's total made up hooey. A bunch of studies since then have showed far different results. Um, In recent years, there was a study in the Journal of Sex Research uh, that was in 2011, and that showed that college-age men think about sex about 19 times per day compared to college-age women, which averaged uh, 10 times per day. Now, considering the fact that women are a lot less likely to admit sexual thoughts and men tend to round up their numbers, it's really hard to study this issue. And chances are our numbers are pretty close, or at least closer than most people realize. Another fun fact, women who have positive body image, masturbate, and read sex-positive publications like Cosmo and whatnot, and you never know, maybe you listen to some sex-positive radio podcast shows, uh, think about and engage more in sex and enjoy it more than women who don't. All the more reason to not think that ignorance is bliss here. Uh, Myth number three, women want fewer sexual partners than men do. Well, some do, some don't. It is a total individual thing for men and women. Large-scale research published in Current Directions in Psychological Science using statistical controls, such as one that they used to make sure or at least to study uh, whether people were being honest, showed that males and females desire about the same number of partners. Myth number four, casual sex appeals less to women than men. 
also not true. The whole boys will be boys, meaning, you know, that they're more sexual and less loving mentality leads more guys to embrace casual sex more so than women. Uh, But recent studies show that we actually desire it pretty equally. Research also shows that women are a lot more likely to experience shame and depressive moods after having it than men, thanks to some of those, you know, damaging myths and false messages. So that's pretty sad, but I do think it's starting to change. So thank goodness. Um, Both genders also tend to want greater intimacy after such encounters over time. I don't think that's true for everybody. I don't think everybody is, you know, necessarily meant to to have monogamy or marriage or things like that. But um, overall, we tend to crave really intimate connections with people, which doesn't come from the casual encounters. Myth number five, emotional intimacy guarantees high sex drive and great sex. We hear this all the time, right? Especially about women. They say things like, love and stimulate her heart and her mind and her body will be yours. I see little memes about that on Facebook all the time. It's not necessarily true. Feeling like we're best buds with a partner is awesome. And it you know, is a great thing to build a friendship and loyalty and stuff like that, but it doesn't necessarily boost libido. Um, Catherine Hall, she's the author of Reclaiming Your Sexual Self, said this, we'll all, we've all been brainwashed to think emotional intimacy is the best thing, but lots of couples get really emotionally intimate and their sex life tanks anyway. So in other words, you know, we can be really, really close to a partner and, you know, we are really just not feeling all that aroused. Um, It's actually a really common thing. So um, what Hall recommends is forgetting about what we consider normal and instead embracing whatever makes us feel sexy. Yes, amen to that. Everyone's, quote, normal is different, and we can all have gratifying sex lives. What matters is cultivating a sexual lifestyle that suits us and our partners, right? Okay, On to the turn-ons. What does turn us on and help us live those sexy, embraceable, um, passionate lives? Studies had – I'm saying studies and researchers a lot, aren't I? I totally have a a research fetish, but I'm going to try to uh, stick to the the facts here. Uh, But one of my favorite researchers, Meredith Shivers, showed that while heterosexual women claim to only feel aroused by – uh, men, particularly their their partners, their their physiological responses tell a totally different story. I've mentioned this before. So those of you who have not heard, basically, all the women or most of the women in her studies had all kinds of serious, um, you know, strong, powerful physical arousal responses to all different stimuli. And these signs were wetness, uh, swelling in their vaginas, racing hearts, brain stimulation, all that good stuff. And this was in response to uh, male and female bodies, images of heterosexual sex, images of homosexual sex, even animal sex, whereas straight men were by and large only turned on by uh, female imagery. So basically what that means, it's kind of like our boners, you know, they're not as obvious. They're not, there's not one way. So it's actually kind of exciting or really exciting in my opinion. Here are just 10 ways to send our girl boners reeling. Okay. Grab your pen uh, if you, if you need to. They're geared toward our partners, but they can really both you know, work both ways. So guys and gals should take note. Um, Some of these, you might just be nodding your head and going, oh, totally. But we can always take extra steps to make sure these things are happening. Number one, talk with us. Emotional closeness can be awesome foreplay. 
you know, share your feelings and ask us about ours. Help us feel wanted and trusted by opening your heart. Guys, seriously, believe it or not, we find your sensitivity extremely hot. Don't be afraid to cry if it happens, you know. Let us let us know what you're feeling and it gets more comfortable over time. Number 2. Look us in the eye. Locking eyes is so so sexy. It makes us feel vulnerable in this really beautiful way. It promotes trust and desire and intimacy and unsurprisingly, it does make for stronger orgasms. So, look into each other's eyes during sex, before sex, you know, over dinner, um, regardless of whether you're going to have sex. It's a great way to feel closer. Gaze aversion, on the other hand, if you look away from each other, is associated with shame, embarrassment, and shunned intimacy. Libido tankers. Number three, touch us where it counts. In a women's health survey that asked women to list their favorite turn-ons, a really popular response was, when he touches my thigh. Just thinking about that, I get a little tingly myself. Aim for those parts that, you know, it's tough to touch by accident and seldom get, well, hopefully they seldom get touched by strangers. Uh, Reach your hand under her skirt, under the dinner table, um, when you're out at restaurants. Ladies, why not guide his hand there? I know some of you have. It's, It's pretty awesome. For extra spice, leave your underwear at home. Yum so fun. You can also take it out, you know, go to the bathroom, take it out. Um, Little fun secrets. It makes things pretty hot. Number four, embrace PDA. Couples who display affection publicly tend to be a lot closer at home, including in the bedroom. So kiss, hug, walk hand in hand, rub her back. All of this shows a sense of trust. Uh, We know that you not only want to couple up with us, but to let the world know about it. If you and your partner have different comfort levels, that's very important, too. You know, don't, like, start kissing all over your partner if she's not comfortable with that, you know. So test the waters slowly and aim for a happy medium if you need to. Number five, play romantic tunes. In a study con- there's that study word again. In a study conducted by Spotify, participants, a mix of women and men, there are 40% more likely to be sexually aroused by music than touch. Isn't that crazy? I mean, that means maybe we can orgasm from music. Well, anyway, I think that the combo is, is ideal. Touch us, but also, you know, try, try playing music. Um, music is also a really helpful way to conceal sex sounds, which, you know, if you're making a lot of noise during sex, some people are turned on by that, and some people are turned off by that, feel a little bit embarrassed, or maybe you have kids around, or maybe you have thin walls and you don't want your neighbors to hear, or whatever. Uh, Playing music that your partner adores or that you find really romantic can be helpful and show a lot of thoughtfulness. You know, don't don't like, unless you have a really dark sense of humor, play like Black Widow or something weird like that. Might give her the slightly wrong impression. Number six, don't fixate on your body. Men who don't obsess over their own appearance or others' appearances, for that matter, are so much more attractive. Both show us that you're secure in yourself, that you're respectful, that you value what's on the inside the most. And come on, we all know that confidence is damn sexy. If you have poor body image, which is more common, you know, more and more common, actually, among men um, and somewhat less talked about, which, you know, it's it's nothing to be ashamed of. We all have these, you know, influences that make it tough. Take steps to reverse those thoughts and um, avoid damaging influences like um, way too much porn or dieting, things like that. 
Number seven, lubricate our lips. Yes, those ones. Okay, all of them. Wetness, whether from your mouth or a lubricant, can make sex more sensual and fun for both partners. Lubing up is also really helpful for minimizing problems with libido. Uh, you know, if, if um, your partner has like sexual or vaginal dryness or, um, you know, it's just if you just don't have sex on the brain, it actually starts the arousal process in your body and then everything else will catch up. Uh, so take your time. Apply it to your genitals. Apply it to your penis, to her vagina, to both. Paying special attention to the clitoris, of course. And Kels, doesn't just thinking about this turn you on? I think so. You, you don't have to tell me. I'm just going to assume. Uh, if you're looking for a great lubricant, by the way, um, I recommend Aloe Cadabra. It is so awesome. It's organic. It's great for the skin. And it's even very, very delicious. Okay, number eight. Clarice. I get so excited that I start making up words. Caress the clit. The clitoris is the only human organ designed solely for pleasure. And I mean big time pleasure. Most women actually climax through clitoral stimulation. So if you're hearing this and you're like, uh, I'm not quite sure what that is, it'd be a really good thing to, to find out. You know, if you, you could ask her, you could look at a diagram, you could do both. Um, give her clit proper attention by making sure you know where it is and how she prefers to be touched. And if you're not sure, ask. And gals, do not be afraid to show him with your hands, with his hands. It's a beautiful way to communicate, and it is very, very sexy. Number nine, help ease our stress. Do you ever hear or read about, you know, people make jokes saying, the best way to turn me on is to clean the kitchen or to, you know, take out the garbage. And I always think, yeah, no, not unless you're doing it naked or something. Um, but I get where people are coming from with that. They're talking about stress, which is a huge, huge libido tanker for everyone. So if you can, do what you can to ease her mind. Girls should do the same thing. You know, we should be thinking about each other's stress levels and trying to enhance relaxation, which naturally leads to intimacy and arousal, especially for women. When we're relaxed, we're so much more easily turned on. We orgasm easier. So share a sudsy bath, get massages, plan a totally chill getaway. Sex also helps actually ease stress. So, you know, if if your partner is not you know, feeling particularly aroused, but they're really stressed out, it may mean that you need to initiate. Um, and a glass of wine probably wouldn't hurt. Okay, number 10. Cultivate sexual variety. This is so important for many reasons. One of the most intriguing and pronounced findings from um, that study I told you about earlier by Meredith Shivers is that women are more likely to tire of sexual monogamy than men. I'll say that one more time. Women are more likely to tire of sexual monogamy than men. I may have to dedicate a show to this topic. It's fascinating to me, and I totally get where that comes from. But for today's purposes, I'll just explain this. It's not that we perpetually need new partners to stay happy and fulfilled. We just need some variety and excitement. So try new positions. Try different sex toys. Try sex toys for the first time. Try different locations in your house. Try locations out of your house. Plan a super sexy date night. Uh, new experiences, even non-sexual experiences, like trying a new restaurant, um, you know, trying a new physical challenge, like 
wall what wall climbing rock climbing um, something that you haven't done before uh, stimulates the release of dopamine in the brain, which is that feeling that makes us feel so punch drunk when we're falling in love. So it really does work. Try just try to play and have fun, and it will naturally lead to more exciting and fulfilling sex. With all of these tips, though, keep in mind that none should be viewed as a sort of, you know, exchange system, this, like, give and take as far as, you know, if I do this, then then she'll definitely do this. Or if I do this, I know he'll want to have sex with me. Um, it shouldn't be – sex should never be a currency ever, ever, ever in my opinion. Um, it's healthier and more pleasurable for everyone if we aim to, you know, stay tuned to each other's wants and needs – and let sex evolve as this natural scrumptious frosting, you know? Um, lastly, I want to add, especially for all you women out there, that getting turned on by our lives is ultra important. It's more important than any of these items for our sexuality and, most importantly, for our entire lives. If you're not as turned on between the sheets as you'd like to be, there's a pretty good chance that there's something deeper going on. You know, are you passionate about your career? Do you have hobbies you're passionate about, a cause, your relationships? Are there toxic people in your life you need to kind of move away from? When you pursue passions in your life, it'll flourish in your bedroom. I can almost guarantee you that. So what turns you on the most? I would love to hear from you. I always love hearing from you. To interact with me and the Girl Boner community online, you can find us on Twitter, Facebook, and through my blog. Links are available at augustmclaughlin.com. If you're enjoying Girl Boner Radio, I hope you'll consider posting a simple rating and review on iTunes. I can't tell you how much that support means to me. Huge thanks to everyone here at Global Voice Broadcasting and all of you listeners out there for making this show possible. You truly rock my my world. Until next time, wishing you a week filled with passion. Remember, you and your girl owner deserve all the loving they can